Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. An Erio's original. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, where you come from. If you're funny, you're funny. Mm-hmm. That's true. Hi, this is Margaret Cho. You're listening to The Margaret Cho. This is a very special Pride episode for Gay Pride. And today we are speaking to Melissa Rivers, a very important ally about her mother, Joan Rivers, a very important ally, all about gay pride, all about being an ally. Let's talk to Melissa Rivers. I love you. And this is a special Pride edition of the podcast. Uh, As you know, you are a very favorite guest of mine. But this episode is very special because um, I want to talk about um, your and your mom's um, legacy as longtime allies within the gay community. And I think uh, when I think about your mom and think about like the first time I thought, think about like anybody being an ally to the gay community and like, think about like how deep that is. Like even in the sixties, that's a big deal. It totally is a big deal. I, I, as we always used to joke, I was raised with a lot of uncles Mm -hmm. who did not have aunts with them. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, that my, you know, I had uncle this and uncle that, and I always, you know, and they were a couple, like I never thought anything of it. And I think, you know, and I don't know if it's because my parents were in the arts or, I mean, which I'm sure is part of it. It was never anything I ever gave any thought to. I think the first time I ever gave it any thought that this might not be something that everybody has in their life was when my mother did uh, the first fundraiser at a, at a, the Backlots uh, in mm. West Hollywood. Yeah. And there were massive death threats to the point where my parents took me with them to the event. And I was little because yeah. they, figured, they figured out if my, mom, my dad thought, well, if they're going to blow the place up, we're all at least going to go together. Wow. What year do you think that would have been? Um, I should know the answer to this. It had to have been the very early 80s. Right. Because um, so think about doing gay activism basically in the early 80s. I mean, that's what that is. Totally. 
And I mean, I want to say I remember when it was all still called uh, gay cancer and gay pneumonia. Right. And then it was AIDS and then it was HIV, AIDS and all of that. So, I mean, I'm talking, we're talking about the very beginning. One of my mom's first albums back in the day was called Mr. Phyllis, who was her hairdresser, supposedly. So, I mean, it, it was taking on sacred cows way early. You know, I remember her being on television, and this is probably 1981 um, or 82, and you really, you could tell that she was talking to gay men in the audience. Yes. And gay men were responding. Yes. And it wasn't <laughs> veiled. It was very clear what she was doing. and. And yet, you know, she was saying, you know, things without saying things. Like, it was really genius. And it also became, uh, it, it didn't just speak to uh, gay men. All through my mother's career, she also had a very large African-American support as fans. Again, speaking the truth, saying things without saying things to any group that might have felt not heard or marginalized or any of those things. And I always found that fascinating as well. It was, it was, it was cultures who appreciate someone just being honest. Yeah. It was the boldness. I think it was um, that kind of like, I'm going to say Mm -hmm. what people are afraid to say. Is that, is that, do you think that's what it is? Is that I'm just going to do that. I think, I think say it. I think I'm going to say what everybody's thinking. But that also became part of you know her whole thing with fashion police and the red carpet is I'm just saying what you're all saying next to each other on the couch, right? I mean that was really the basis of fashion police was don't tell me that you're all sitting at home, especially the gay men, saying oh isn't everyone pretty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was the same thing. It was you know it was sort of. A, a variation on the theme of her entire uh, career. I think. I think that, like, what it is, what it is that made me so <clears throat> enamored of her was her bravery. Where do you think that that came? from? I was going like, to say her her staggering good looks. <laughs> well, that too. I mean, she was just so bold. Like she was just. I mean, what do you think? Like, where where she just didn't she didn't back down. And no. I know that she would get scared. So where did it come from? I don't know. Later in life, she used to say, what are they going to do to me that they haven't already done? Which, when she came to that conclusion, was extremely freeing. Which is when I think also she was sort of rediscovered by a new generation. Of, what are you going to do to me? You're going to tell me I'm wrong. You're going to say this. You're going to say, I don't care. I've been fired. I've been this. I've been widowed. I've been through all of these things. There's nothing left for anyone to do to me. You either like me or you don't. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, we can get very sort of, you know, deep and, and philosophical and say, well, it's because it was easier to put things out there and dare people not to like you as a defense mechanism or any of those things. I just think that, you know, again, it goes back to, and I know that's something that you've discussed with her, which is the idea of funny is funny. It does not matter who you are or how old you are. 
or what you are, funny is funny. And also, I, I think, and I think you'll probably agree to this, is she used to hate when people would be like, you know, you're either a comedian, male or female, or you're not. If you're not a comedian, just like, you know, it, it, you know you're a comic. And it, right. and also I think because she had to break through so many gender barriers that it right. was a lot of like in your face, daring someone to say no. Yeah. And it's, I think the, the gay men really gave her like so much, um, adoration. There was like so much like, um, I don't know. It, it's like gay men give us permission to be ourselves and they give us um, ad- adoration and adulation. Um, well, you know, and she could, and, so and you know, and she loved the glamour and the fabulousness and, you know, all the, you know, so that sort of went hand in hand. And if you look at a lot of women who are icons to gay man, men, you know, look at Sarah Jessica Parker. Again, it was the fashion. It was fabulous. It was, you know, again, sort of a, a, a take no prisoners. This is, I'm wearing sequins during the day and I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And it's endure. It's an enduring kind of love, you know? Um, and they really can't, like, I, I remember I got a fan letter. They're really loving, like, this one man wrote me a letter and he goes, I'll have you know, I've only written two fan letters in my life. And the other one was to Eve Arnold. <laughs> you're like wow that's well, a, a callback well but I love that I'll have you know no but I think it, yeah, it's also I think a lot of that you know throwback and again even with women who are, are, are you know gay icons now um, the idea of glamour and movie star and uh, that old lifestyle of, you know, fabulousness and, you know, Joan Crawford and Betty Davis, you know, it's, it's that level of just being like, isn't this great? And let's have fun. And even like, let's just, let's just enjoy. Yeah. And living up to it, you know, living up to it and, um, you know, living up to the glamour and um, that that thing. And then, you know, your mom would talk about having the Brits over. I guess Olivier would come yes. over. Yes. <laughs> Did you meet? Were you? You must have been really, really little, though. I was. I, I was. Mean, you're probably before you were born. Uh, no, that I was already. I was already, <laughs> you know, an actual human at that point. Um, I, I was little. Um, but no, my parents always, you know, that was the whole thing was I would have to like put on my nice clothes and we would use the good dining room and all that stuff because that, but that's how my mom, that was the fantasy life she lived and, and unapologetically, you know, I could operate multiple place settings, knew which fork and I could use a finger bowl by the time I was five and do it properly. That's so great. So then you would have like the British movie stars over. Yes. So that would be like Olivier and, um, cause your dad's British. My dad, yeah, so, my dad was actually German, but raised in England. Yeah. Yeah. So then you would have like the Brits over. So did you have, who did you have over? 
Oh God. Um, Do you remember like when, cause you were probably really, really little. Yeah. I mean, one of, you know, my parents, very good friends were uh, Vincent Price and his wife, Carl Brown, who was a big act, who was an actress. That's and incredible. was yeah, and was Olivier's, I believe, Macbeth, and they hated each other. So my mom always used oh. to make them sit near each other just to watch the sparks fly. <laughs> That's um, incredible. Yeah, so you know, Roddy McDowell was one of my godparents. Oh, yeah, so I that loved was, him. But that's also because you got to remember during that time in Hollywood, my parents were not like super seventies, like free love swingers, and that's sort of what the big Hollywood community was. So they found their own niche. Right. Well, your um, yeah, your parents were more like the '60s set. Like your your they were almost like um, well, like Roddy was kind of like '60s set. Um, so they were a little bit more a little not old fashioned, but traditional, they were a proper, more proper. Well, I you know people, people always ask what it was like. I'm like people don't understand that I was raised in an extremely traditional household. We sat down to dinner every night. We you know all these things. To the point that even after, you know, my mother, when my mother died, my, most of my friends still referred to her as Mrs. Rosenberg. And, you know, you would call the, the apartment and they would say Rosenberg residence. They wouldn't even say rivers. Right. Because my mother was Mrs. Rosenberg. Right. And she had, she was, she had been married and she had you so that she wasn't like, you know, smoking pot with everybody, with Diane Cannon. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't her group. Yeah, that no, was you know, they weren't hanging out on in Malibu. No, she wasn't dropping acid with Brian Wilson hitchhiking with the Manson family. It wasn't that like no, they were around there, but they weren't. You know, it wasn't that sort of like it, it, it wasn't that sort of scene. So it was the same time period, but it's definitely like there was a couple of different clicks operating. You know. So this was like the more pe- these are the people that were actually like working in Hollywood. Yeah, and it wasn't the it wasn't the seventies walking down the beach in Malibu. No, in your in your dress with no underwear. No, you know? it was the ladies like dunking their faces in ice to make their call times in the morning. Like they were the people actually like working on set, and that you know they were still making television and you know going to work. So yes. this is this is like the people making the TV shows and going out there and like definitely like the definitely the part of Hollywood that was still making movies and TV and you know always out there so it's a similar establishment you know that's but why it, it's so amazing it was, that you know what, it was, still it was an ally it was establishment versus what they would refer to as like the anti-establishment where my parents still you know on Sunday nights you went to Chasen's and you know you my dad would never go out without a jacket on right right that just wasn't what you did. And I, I think it's also because there was such a difference in the world that my parents embodied, especially in my mother, in what they she did professionally and the, and the persona that she showed uh, on stage and on TV versus the persona at home. They couldn't even, she was just a lady at home. But that's also what makes her <clears throat> brand of revolution so extraordinary because what she was saying on stage and also the kind of uh, material that she was bringing out, like, and, and her connection with gayness and doing these shows basically for gay men and, you know, doing these shows at the back lot and all this kind of stuff, 
all this gay activism in the 80s, it's incredible because to be so establishment and anti-establishment in the gayness is really incredible. You know, it, it, that's it, amazing. It, yeah, that's what's so amazing. But, you know, not to cast stereotypes, but you tell me a gay man that doesn't want to come to a home and see someone's good china. It's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Even my friends who are gay are like, what, you're using the kitchen dishes? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. They love it. Yeah. They love it. I mean, it's really, I mean, but it's like you can have both. You can have revolution and you can also have good China. You can have yes. definitely yes. all of those things and still live well. Yes. you can. I mean, and I think that's where, you know, my mother, and I, I give my father credit for this too, because it was also his household. It, again, it goes back to what, you know, and you knew that, what you'd always say is funny is funny. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, where you come from. If you're funny, you're funny. Mm-hmm. It's true. And it's true. If you're talented, you're talented. And it doesn't have to just do with, if you're a good actor, you're a good actor. If you're a, a good writer, you're a good writer. What you, my mother said, I don't care what anyone else does in the privacy of their own bedrooms. It's not, yes. I, I don't care. Yeah. Which was always sort of a, you know, which is sort of how I was raised. It's like, obviously nothing illegal. Let me just qualify all that. Cause you know, someone's going to be like, what do you mean? But it, who are, who is anyone to judge within bounds of you know legal and legalities and things like that? Who who what do you care if the person is a good person? What they you know so they want to be you know wear a leather cat suit? Who fucking cares? You know who who cares? Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Where did she first figure out, like, her connection with gay men? I mean, does it does it go as far back as, like, what do you know, like, what, what her first experiences were, like, with gay audiences were, like, in the very beginning? Oh, it had to, it had to have been in the village. Yeah. Or, or actually in college, because when she was at Barnard, she was part of the Columbia Players and, you know, all, and even though a lot of them were closeted and all that, I think it had to, that's, I mean, that's the logical place, I think, would have to be when she was at Barnard. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always curious, like, who was her first uh, gay uh, gay friend? Like, we all have our first gay uh, boyfriend. I think uh, mine is Scott Silverman. Um, he's still he's still my gay gay uh, husband. Um, do you have a gay I, husband? Do you have a gay I was husband? good, but you got to remember, I was raised, like we always say, with a lot of uncles. 
Right. So, you know, so it's hard for me to say, oh, this was my first. I don't, I don't know what my life would be. Like, there's no, you know, I'm not like a duckling with an imprinted memory. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it's just what was. It was, it had Mm -hmm. nothing to do with anything except that my mother was always looking for extra women at a dinner party. Uh-huh. With the seating. That was always, that could, there were times that that was a challenge. Right, right. <laughs> you know. Like, uh, yeah, <clears throat> definitely, definitely. But the um, ally thing is really, I mean, it's important to like find your place too um, in like ally, uh, ally depth. I mean, it, it de- definitely changes it too if you're bisexual as well, but it's like also allies of w- within heterosexuality is important as well too, to, to, acknowledge but it's like the the um the place in it is you know it's really it's really important but it's like all of it yeah but I actually it just came back to me I have a very good friend that we've been friends since childhood and uh he was very close with my parents actually hard to believe when I tell you this story he's he is openly gay and married now um and has been for years but I remember I think I was still in college or I, had just, I was just, and yeah, I was a senior in high school or just a freshman in college and we were having a conversation and he said, if I could cut off my arm to be straight, I would because life would be so much easier. Mm. But remember, this is from someone who was 19 years old. Yeah. You know, and obviously now he has a completely different thing. But I think it was that was the first time it dawned on me how different and not necessarily in a good way his life was at that point where he was just coming to terms. He was just coming out to his parents. He was just coming out to his friends. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my God, it, it is literally who he is. And there's his whole point was there's nothing I can do to change me. Yeah. And at 19, that's, or I think he was 20 and I was 17 or 18. So I'm a little bit younger than him. But I remember that having a very profound effect on me. Yeah. And a real moment of clarity and understanding of, of a, on a much deeper level. Yeah. I mean, and we're still, you know, we always joke that he loves me and I hate him. That's always our running joke. He calls me. He's like, I know you hate me, but I love you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I do hate you. Bye. Yeah. And I I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And then I had another friend, which is one of my favorite stories, who is out visiting from college. It was the summer. And we were sitting in my parents' backyard. And he's talking and talking and talking. And he goes, he's getting all emotional and telling me about this incident at camp when he was little. And, da, 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 da. and he's like, <gasps> and... I'm bi. And I remember looking at him going, no, you're not. You're gay. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> he's like, no. And I, I called another friend of ours going, can you tell him that we all know and we probably know more than him? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and he's actually so now, funny. yeah. And he's married and he has twins. And of Aww. course, by the way, the twins are so butch. It's Aww. hilarious. Cause he's like, oh my God. I, he's like, I am an ice hockey mom. <laughs> and then, yeah, but he's like laughing. He's like, you know, I just don't like some of them, but the ones that I like, I really like. There's some that are just great. And the other ones are just, I'm like, you sound like me. You are a sports mom. Yeah. <laughs> you, 
not a sports dad. You are, he is because the, 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 the partner, the husband is definitely mm-hmm. the sports dad. And my friend is the sports mom. Oh, that's beautiful. But is that's that not, great. but I think it's hilarious. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. That's I mean, great. And, and the boys are playing hot ice hockey. Like yeah. they're playing a full contact, aggressive sport. He's like, yeah. why? He's like, why am I here? Couldn't they have played golf or tennis? Well, it's almost like you, yeah, you become the opposite of what your parents are. Yes. Like you become almost, yeah, you become exactly the opposite. And one of the I things, yeah, well, one of the things, because he had his kids a little bit later than I did, uh, we're always laughing about it. He's just, you know, he's like, he always calls me, he's like, did Cooper destroy his clothes? I'm like, oh, on a daily basis. He goes, I don't know how they rip so fast. I said, he's like, I was always perfect and neat and tidy. <laughs> and he's like, they're stare. I'm like, yeah, they're, they are. Rough and tumble. Yep. He's like, rough, oh. rough. I go, think about how your brother was. Not you. Yeah. yeah. Rough. 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 Rough and but, straight. Yeah. But I think it's hilarious that, you know, and wonderful that yeah. he's, he's got this and he, lo- and he, obviously he loves it. He sent me a picture on, I forget what it was. It mother's day and they had his mom over or it was something. I can't remember what it was just recently while they were in, uh, while well, we're still all in quarantine and he sends me this picture and they're perfect. The whole family picture is perfect. And I'm like, I send back like, of course. And he's like, you have no idea what it took to get this picture. He goes, and no one appreciated that I made a dinner. And I'm just like, I'm like, happy Mother's Day. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. That's I'm really like, funny. Yeah. I'm like, Lawrence, get used to it, dude. It's just, that's your life. That's how it goes. Yeah. Which I just, you know, and, but there's something about that that I think is so, it's given us such another bond. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's really great. I love it. I yeah. love it. Well, it's like, you know, I mean, it's, um, yeah, they, they're just, they're like realizing like how, how their gayness affects other people straight. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's, but it's, yeah, but it's so cool. I'm like, oh dear God. I'm like, promise me you will never be like the class parent because you will Mm -hmm. alienate all of the other parents because he's Mm -hmm. one of those He's very like organized and perfect and everything has its place. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, a double major. And one of the, the, when we were in college, it was like, you know, Japanese and, and, and philosophy, like, you know, way, you know, and then business school and then this and then that. I'm like, you, the other, you will make the other person's parents hate you. You realize uh-huh. that. Yeah. But just like any of any of them, like I always hated the class parent who was like, Email reminder, you know, you, you, you're in charge of cookies, you know, oh, that's I'm like, but that's part of having a kid. Yeah. So I told my yeah. friend, you know, you don't need someone who is so, you know, perfect trying to do that. I'm like, you'll, you'll make everyone hate you. Yeah. That's gross. But I think, you know, I love the fact, you know, and I do think about that all the time. And I, I guess you're making me think about that. Maybe my mom had a little bit to do with that. The fact that Anderson Cooper went on and said, I'm a dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. I think for someone 
of that blue, very, very blue blood, not very conservative, but that very American royalty group to come out and just be like, guess what? Not I'm, I'm a dad now. Yeah. 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 It was, I was brought to tears. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. It is. It's real. And it's really important. It's so I mean, important. He's, and he's great. I, I, I do. I do adore him. I think he's really awesome. But I always laugh. I'm like, things are so bad that he's like, you know, things are bad when Anderson is laying out in the sun and getting tan. Oh, no. He's throwing throwing all (laughs) caution to the wind. Fuck it. We're all going to die. I'm going to finally get a tan. (laughs) I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh, no. If we ever see him tan, we know the world is coming to the end. That's really scary. That's a really scary thought. Are you you going, are you going like, crazy in this in this like quarantine core 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 what's your quarantine like um we cooper not well cooper came home from school so i think it's a combination we were like extremely no one can come in we can't see anybody no one can do anything and then when we started cooper i let him have a couple friends in the backyard but only only ones that i knew the families because i knew that they were all being as neurotic and crazy as us and then we developed what we call, which a lot of people did, but we call it our quarantine. Which yeah, are the, that's yeah, nice. yeah. Which are the few other families that we socialize with. Yeah, that's good. What about that's you? Good. I'm okay. You know, I have, um, I have a quarantine, a Valentine, who I see every couple of days. And so it's going very well. Um, and he's been my quarantine buddy guy. Nice. Uh, not not buddy guy, but uh, a gu- uh, guy who's buddy. Right. Uh, so it's friends with benefits, but it's actually the benefits are quite um, good, beneficial. Okay. Um. So you know, not uh, you know, I think it's going well. Okay. Yeah. So um, you, you've got a quarantine. Yeah, a little quarantine, very small team. Yeah, but a quarantine uh, nonetheless. It's going well, and um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we have a little, very small herd immunity and I have my little dog and, um, yeah, I like it, but I want to work. So it'd be great to go back and do shows. I miss comedy a lot. What do you think is going to happen? How do you think it's going to morph? You know, I don't know. Um, I really don't know. Uh, I don't, I'll, I, I just think that, um, it's really strange. Um, I'm just sad to miss gay pride this year. That's, that's what's sad about it. Uh, I was supposed to go to Tokyo and I'm sad to miss Japan this year. Um, but you know, uh, I'm just, uh, just trying to be very, um, just trying to stay at home and see what's going to happen. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. What do you think? I think it's going to be extremely hard on comedians yeah. because if you watch any of these shows like John Oliver and Bill Maher, you mm-hmm. realize so much of the rhythm comes from, I mean, I think we, we all know that, but I think people are saying so much of the rhythm comes from the laughs yes, and the, so and true. the, and the feedback from the audience. Yes. And it's that so true. it takes an adjustment, even as the viewer to understand the new cadence and the new rhythm. Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know how my mother would be handling it. It's very hard to sit and do something streaming when you're not hearing reaction it's really hard it's really hard 
But um, I do think that fashion will benefit from masks. <laughs> oh, God, please. And by the way, now no one will ever know how, if you wear gloves, no one will ever see if your hands look old or not. I know. <laughs> Madonna's way ahead of the curve. That's true. That's yeah. true. I do, I do, I, mean, I do like a mask moment. I think that we could do some fun stuff with masks. And that my, um, my friend, um, Oliver Peck is so cute with the, the uh, Orville Peck is so cute with the masks, with the, the cute, like, fringe. It's so cute. So I, I do love seeing that. And also um, you only have to do your eye makeup. Yeah, it looks so good. So I love, I love this sort of, like, mystery. Yes. That the mystery. Sort of thing. That's Which is kind all of a good. fun thing. Yeah, but it makes it hard to eat and drink. It does. It does. But it's a, it, it is like a kind of a, a fun, you know, it's kind of a fun thing to play around with. And then it's, it's sort of like you're always like gray, uh, what Grey's Anatomy. You know, or all like the fans with the geishas. Yeah. It's very like. It's very. Um, it's very memoirs of a geisha. Yeah. All the time. I yeah. With it. little fans. What have you been watching? Um, I have been watching, um, a lot of old movies. I've been, um, watching, well, I watched, uh, Seven Samurai, (laughs) 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 which is really good. And I watched Sunset Boulevard. Have you watched, since we're talking about, like, all things, like, fabulous and gay and all that, have you watched The Great? The Great? What is that? (gasps) The Great. It's the Elle Fanning uh, series, and it's about Catherine the Great, but all of the dialogue oh. is modern, and it's hilarious. It's like the great. I have to watch great, it. But it's all period costumes and sets. Oh, God, I have to watch it. The great. But they, okay. but they, but they speak like how we're speaking. The language is not a very stifled. It's as if they're just people talking. Okay, I'm putting it down because I'm yeah. going to watch it. The great. And have you watched bad? <clears throat> have you watched Bad Education? No, I have to watch that too. Really fun, really good. Is that with um, Hugh Jackman? Really, oh no, okay, The Great Hugh, and Bad Education. Yeah, Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney. Oh, great! I love her. Yeah, those are two. Those. those are two for me. They've been two of the must-sees, and of course, Tiger King and all that. Oh yeah, Tiger King is great. Yeah. I do. I do really. I, I was that. That was really fun. And then I like TikTok. I do I like all the dances on TikTok. Yeah, have you done do any? They're really hard. I can't you... do any. They're hard to do because I'm like, I can't even copy it. It's only 16 seconds. I can't even copy it. Right. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm not good at it. It's too hard. It's just I just I can't. I can't. It's too hard. And it's I'm fun unco- it's fun to watch and I'm uncoordinated. I'm uncoordinated, but I like yeah. to watch. What has been, since we're, we're talking about again gay pride? What have you been wearing at home? Oh, um, just a vintage t shirt and shorts now because it's hot. But the vintage shirt is cost three hundred dollars, so of course it's, no, it it's not it's not no slouch, right? But it's it's still hot, so yeah. No, I've been doing a lot of t shirts and sweats. It's nice. It is, but now when I do like important calls, I have to actually get dressed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I think it makes me more alert. It feels good. Yeah, it feels good. I don't. I'm never. You know, I I don't know. The next time I'm going to put on a pair of heels. Uh, I put on some uh, knee high boots today, and it felt good, even though it was hot. It felt it felt like I was. It was purposeful. Just to walk around the house. Yeah, just to you know. I went to go get a rich history chicken and I had on some knee high boots and it felt purposeful. 
Nice. I like that. It was was good for me. Um, what, what, what should we do? Like mask wise, what do you think? Uh, what do you think mask wise will be good for, uh, like going out? Oh God. It's another accessory to worry about, isn't it? I know. I got a cute one that's got like a zipper. So, but it's got like a lining. So it's like cute. So it's got like some flair. Yeah. I've gotten a couple that are patterns sort of like, but not like heavy patterns, kind of like little wavy pattern or little soft pattern or any of that. Obviously we've all done like the basic black, you know, I've been, I've been trying to buy ones that are being made for charity. Oh, that's good. Kind of that thing, sort of a thing. Like for everyone we make, we'll donate however many. So I've been doing a lot of those. Mm, That's good. That's good. You know, I just keep the basic black in my car because, you know, you just can't go wrong. It's like the little black dress, the little black mask. I think it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I love it. I love it. Well, I love you. Thank you so much for talking with me today. I love you. And thank you for doing this special, like, little mini series on, you know, since we're coming up on Pride. I know. Well, you know, we had to, we had to do this because it's like, you know, Joan's contribution to this is, is really amazing. And, you know, thinking about what she was able to do and can never forget, never forget. True. And I love you. And I can't wait that we can all do something in person. I know. I miss you. And uh, take care. Stay safe. And I will see you soon. You got it. It's taking over my dreams, waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. The Margaret Show is an Erios production with editing by Tracy Levy and original music by Garrison Starr. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.